No, I didn't hear any music. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it later. I'll watch. It, I promise. No, you won't. No, you won't. They're gonna show up. They're gonna. Sh- they're gonna show up on the yeah. Mariah Carey special. Your promises will... are worth nothing. <laughs> What's up, Jesse? What's up, Lewis? Hey, everybody. Uh... Hey, oh, John. Do you understand how cold it is outside? I I actually switched sweaters for the show tonight. Um, I was wearing a cardigan. <laughs> and I had my old man slippers on today while I was working, John. So Oh, that's cold. Yeah, yeah. When you when you're like, yo, I gotta wear socks and slippers. Um, yeah, and that, a cardigan. That's a, that's a cold day. Yeah, cardigan. Yeah. What yeah. what defines a cardigan versus a sweater? Um, I think it's a style of sweater. It's like yeah. a button up. It's a wool button-up sweater. So it has it has to be a button-up. Yes. It can't it can't be a pullover or a zip-up. It has no, because, to be a button-up. Because those two, you just call them pullovers and zip-ups. Hey, maybe, 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 maybe. Oh <laughs> boy, up, oh boy. <laughs> um we've got a lot to talk about tonight, John. We've got a whole lot of Spider-Man to cover. Um mm-hmm. and last time we ran short and we only had two terrible movies to deal with. Now we've got two maybe better movies plus uh, a couple appearances in other MCU movies and um, whatever hype train we want to start for the new Spider-Man movie. So I guess let's get, should we get rolling, Rob? Thank you, everybody let's in the chat. What's up, people? Yeah, it looks like everybody's on board with you wearing their uh, hoodies and, and slippers. Uh, shout outs to Roots. Uh, I never really appreciated Roots until the pandemic hit and I just started getting a whole bunch of pants and stuff. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, <laughs> you, you'd see those people decked head to toe in roots and I'd be like, yeah, I guess, I guess they're really proud to be Canadian or whatever, but yeah, man, lounging around the house in full out, uh, roots gear, um, can't, can't complain. So yeah, I'm looking forward to their, uh, you know, sales, uh, coming for the holidays. Um, so Rob, I'll, I guess I'll go through some new releases at the store. Yeah, Do you want to look at some more, uh, expensive, uh, statues and stuff with me? Oh, you know how yeah. much I love this because it's actually torturous that I, I, it's I'm, I, I think it's fun. I hope things. I hope you guys like it. It seems to fit in with the theming of a lot of the stuff we do cover here in the Sidekick Show, as well as the Heroes World podcast mm-hmm. and other numerous things. So I figured it'd be fun to at least do for now. If you guys are digging it, let me know. If you're not digging it, let me know as well. And, and what else you want to hear about. So if you're not following us on the Instagram, Facebook, new release comics were posted uh, this Monday. Uh, try to get them up first thing in the morning. So all the new releases that we are getting, not necessarily everything that's coming out. Um, because, uh, you know, only so much money to go around. We can only bring in so many things. Uh, big title coming in this week, uh, Dark Knights of Steel, book two or issue two. Um, one of my favorite books right now, which is basically a reimagining of the DC universe in a medieval setting. Um, mm. And it's got Batman, Superman, all kinds of fun stuff. I think Wonder Woman is on the cover of issue three. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, what's up, Gordon? What's up, Sarah? Um, so uh, get get the wave in. What's up, Gordon? Uh, so let's let's delve into some expensive stuff and and hope it hope it'll be fun. Should we play a little game, Rob? Do you want to guess the the prices on these things as as uh, as oh. I bring them up? Or okay, but do I get to win one at the end of the game? Um, <laughs> let's let's see how close you get. We'll we'll do like prices prices right style. So uh, sure. so maybe we'll, right. <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll do that. And or or, or maybe if, if if you guys guess it right, I'll, I'll give you a good healthy discount on. Come on, sideshow uh, but... statue for free. All right. <laughs> Oh man, imagine that. Um, one day, one day, folks, we're gonna get there. Help us get there. We're almost at a uh, 1.5k uh, subs. So let's let's keep let's keep it going up, and then maybe we can give away some uh, statues and and cars and whatever whatnot. I don't know how those other channels do it, um, but 
let's 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 rock and roll. Uh, so the first thing on the docket, I don't know if you're going to recognize this or not, uh, Rob. So uh, anyone in the you chat, if you guys recognize me Gord, this? You dumb yeah, I almost did because I'm, yeah. I'm looking at Gord over here. Uh, it's, it's nice little pretty face on the screen with, here with a little bit of Sarah in there too as well. So yeah, um, this one here. Oh, I I, I wrote it on there, Cass. Kaya Sarah, she is from League of Legends, the new arcane uh, anime. I've, I haven't watched the show, so I don't know if she appears in the show. So if anyone has been watching, uh, please let us know. But this is a statue uh, from a company called Pure Arts. It is one quarter scale, so it's a big, big one. Um, so, Rob, what do you think the retail on one of these things is? I'm not familiar with this company. It's a quarter scale. I'm gonna. Uh, I'll, say... I'll give you a clue. It's 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 in the realm of more than you can afford, pal. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking oh, fast. So periods. it's over a hundred dollars. <laughs> um, no, I would say a quarter scale, uh, nine seventy five. Oh, you're close. You're close. This is around a thousand dollars Canadian, and I'm okay. quoting prices in Canadian, folks. We are a Canadian show, so do the math if you are in the U.S. of A. Um, and again, if you are interested in any of these products, hit me up and we can iron out the details, release dates, the deposits, final price, all that kind of stuff. Um, so if you guys are watching the show, yeah, look at it. Frazier and Lewis kind of like hit both ends of the spectrum here. So 812. Um, but yeah, this is one of those big pieces. You can see it's got an alternate head there. Uh, it looks really good. So I, I'm looking forward to catching up on this uh, show during the holidays. Uh, I know a lot of people have been raving about it and I've been recommended it various amounts of time. So let's see what I got next. So that's another close-up. Yeah, so one-quarter scale. Looks really pretty. Yeah, it does. Um, Looks good. Yeah. All right, this thing here. I don't know if you can guess what this thing is. It's called a Scarborough Fair, and it's a prop replica from a video game called Bayonetta, and it is a life-size, basically, weapon that this character uses. Um, and there are four different styles. They are named after uh, spices. So one is called Parsley, one is called Sage, one is called Rosemary, and one is called Thyme. Um what what is your favorite spice, Rob? Uh the stuff from the planet um Araxis. Um No, no, game. sorry. The, the uh, correct answer was one of the was one of the spice girls. Oh, for sure. Insert spice girls for joke sure, right there. Uh ginger <laughs> spice because she was just so dirty. I loved it. Um, um so, so so replica Scarborough made by Fair. Now is first this done, figure, yeah. Now is this done by um Paul Simon? Um and Garf Art Garfunkel, is this the no? Is this that, their... That'd be cool. Okay. Yeah, she's a rich girl. But it is a prop replica. So keep in mind that this is life size. Um, the different spices or variants of the gun dictate the color hmm. of that gem in the middle there. I don't know if you can see it, it's white yep. right now. And yeah. then the little chain dangling from the bottom also changes in the game. So if you guys are uh playing Bayonetta, which I've heard is a fantastic game, I really want to check it out one day. Um, do you have a do you have a guess? Uh, is it life size? Like, is it? Is it yeah, like yeah, a, full full size oh, prop full replica. Full size yeah. prop replica. Uh, uh, seven seven forty nine. Okay, a, a little high. It's around five hundred. I guess this company is maybe using. Uh, I think it's, I think it's resin. Maybe. So okay, maybe, so uh, like a, maybe like you were thinking it was resin. metal. Yeah, maybe you I, were thinking it was metal. Well, actually, I thought it might be like a polystone. To be honest with you, so. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe, all right. Yeah. yeah, but it's cool that they're making things for this game. Yeah. Yeah. For um, sure. So. So it's pretty cool. And and shout outs to anyone who wants to get all four of them with only slight variations on each one. So it's it's, it's cool. You know, cosplay uh, rules the world right now. So uh, why not? Uh, so speaking of more cosplay, we have another life-size replica here. I don't know if you recognize where it's from, Rob. Uh, I want to say Aliens. 
Yes, that is the pulse rifle from yep. Aliens, also known as Brown Bess. I don't remember them ever calling it that, but I, you know, maybe I missed that <laughs> part. I don't, think so. um, I don't know if you remember in the movie, um, they they really made like uh, very detailed. Uh, they would call them hero weapons that have, yep. have the full detail. This is a very famous gun with the with the counter on the side that would run down their ammo. Um, yep. And alleged or supposedly these things, the hero version of it, the one that really was good for the good close ups and stuff. That thing weighed 20 pounds, apparently. Wow. Um, can you imagine carrying around this 20-pound um prop gun and trying to like look like a look like a badass? Like, I don't know, you know, 20s on your on your on your curls and stuff. Uh, it gets a little hefty, but if you're gonna have to hold it in one position for a long extended period of time, um, that's uh, crazy. So this is a prop replica. It they it's based off of they apparently got one of the guns and made a mold of it and, and yeah so it's very accurate there's multiple versions there's a weathered version so if you want it to look a little kind of beat up which i actually think it does look better this way i don't know how do you feel about how this looks do you, do you i'm just kind of surprised at the brown to be honest with you. like the tan it's surprising yeah. like I, I don't remember it being that color i thought it was more like a green like a darker green in the movie like a like a weathered green but yeah it, it looks cool i mean knowing that it's you know it's a replica of the aliens movie yeah it, it's cool uh, who yeah. who um... this is made by a company called Hollywood uh, Collectibles. Okay. So okay. they do make a lot 1075. of 1075. <laughs> Not bad. You're in the neighborhood. It's about 800 Canadian. Um, so I don't believe it functions. That's that's the main problem. I don't well, know. Obviously, if, uh... it's a prop. Replica. No, but like I don't know if the slide moves and, and the triggers oh, and all that I, kind of stuff. It might literally just be a thing that kind of sits on your desk. Well, so the counter I'm... keeps changing. So obviously the counter works yeah. in some capacity. Yeah, well, this one says 95 all around, but you know, it might, oh, just, it? Okay. might just be for the pictures. There is also a Nerf gun uh, replica. I guess maybe they just licensed this um, gun out finally. Uh, I remember Custer Mine did bring by the airsoft version of this gun, and it was hella incredible. Um, at that time, it was around 600 bucks. I'd imagine it's worth a lot more money now, and it is probably like mentioned in the uh, in the chat. It is probably banned right now, so a lot of airsoft uh, weapons and things like that are coming under fire. So, you know. Uh, my my heart goes out to those hobbyists, but um, maybe maybe there's a reason why these things are happening. But um, it does kind of suck. You can't have your toys because a couple of people are you know ruining it. Um, so let's see the next thing here. Hey, look at it's your boy. Um, is it your boy or is no. regular Spock your boy? This is Mirror Universe Spock. 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 Yes. Spock. Yeah. <laughs> From a company called XL6. I, I, for some reason, I said it and it came out kind of funny, so I wasn't sure if I said it wrong. I'm like, did I say Sprock? <laughs> <laughs> all right like, <laughs> but this is a one six scale figure uh, made yep. by a company that is not hot toys so keep that in mind um, when you guys are kind of looking at this one here but it does look pretty good whoops let's go to nightcrawler i felt like um, we showcased something or you showcased uh another figure from this company two weeks ago didn't you um another another not hot toys company okay I believe this this company seems to have the license for i think a lot of these star trek uh okay cool figures yeah uh, are you asking me what I think the price is going to be on this one? Yeah, if, if you want. I don't yeah, know sure. I'll tell you. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, based on a hot, I'm going to say 475 no, Three, three twenty-five. This this guy's only about 200 bucks. Oh, um, wow. All right. He is, he is, he is, looks like he's mostly cloth uh, materials. He doesn't have 
Um, if we were talking like an Iron Man or a Robocop with metal parts, yeah, you're looking in the neighborhood of 600 bucks. Okay. Um, or like a Spider Man with all the extra base and arms. Yep. Yeah, that's around 400. But this guy's a modest 200 bucks, you know, still hey, man, a little bit pricey. Right. But, you know, if you're a Star Trek fan, um, I don't know if they're going to do all the guys from Mirror Universe. Um, what do you think of the resemblance? Do you think this is supposed to be Leonard I, Nimoy or the other? Yeah, no, it's definitely, yeah. yeah, it's definitely Leonard Nimoy. Um, I think it looks good. I think for what it is, I think it looks good. Listen, you know what? There are a lot of people who love the original Star Trek. And for this price point, I think we'd be pretty cool for them to just display it over their television somewhere or whatever on their desk. So, yeah. yeah. Well, well who, cool. who would have thought if you're a Star Trek fan, who would have thought they went and made a mirror universe Spock in a higher end collectible? So I think that's cool. For all you guys uh, who are fans, and then yeah, we we're gonna we're gonna go to our start our, our uh, in-house Star Trek fans, and uh, uh, so Lewis says he's a fan of Star Trek, but not a fan of these figures. You know, fair enough. And uh, Fraser said uh, the face looks pretty good. So yeah, I, th- I think th- that does make me think Leonard Nimoy. Uh, yeah, I guess in his younger days. Um, well, uh, obviously it was from the Mirror yeah. Universe. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like the damn '60s man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, shout out to the boy bull cut. Uh, I wonder if it's making a comeback nowadays with a. Uh, you know, COVID, COVID cuts going on. Uh, let's keep it moving, folks. Uh, let's see what's next here. So Nightcrawler, um, this is the Sideshow premium format statue. Okay. Uh, so this is more traditional. You kind of like have seen things like these. So one quarter scale. Um, these are usually pretty nice. Come with some extra accessories, sometimes an interchangeable head. Um, they didn't picture any for this. Maybe they're going to announce them later. Um, but pretty pretty simple statue, straightforward. Um, is Nightcrawler your favorite X-Man, Rob? No. He's not. Um, but I will say I really couldn't care about Nightcrawler when I was a reading comics. But what I thought from X-Men 2, like yeah. that the White House scene, the bamfing in and out was was awesome. And I became a big fan of of his. Um uh oh, Fraser's gonna go with a thousand and one. I was gonna say it, it's funny with Sideshow, we don't know if there's any switch outs. So a quarter skill, nightcrawler. It looks I'm, like it's plain Jane. It doesn't have any lights yeah, or anything like so that. So I'm yeah. gonna go. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna go back out to my 975. Yeah, and I'd say pretty close, like around 800 in okay. change Canadian. Yeah. Um, so yeah, pretty pretty straight straightforward statue. So I think that's yeah. that's pretty cool. I feel like they haven't done a lot of these lately, so it's kind of neat that they're going back to their mm-hmm. comic book roots and and they've been doing a lot of like movie and and video game stuff. So let's jump yeah. onto this guy here. Our, our boy. Oh boy. Uh, Brandon Lee the Crow. So this is again a not a hot toys. This is a sideshow collectibles one six scale. Um wow. so it will be uh I will give you a hint that it will be a little bit more on the uh semi-affordable side. Um so it, it looks pretty good. Comes with a sword, shotgun, multiple uh weapons, the revolver here, uh multiple hands and a crow. Uh no guitar though. Uh, I question that's really the no weird. guitar. Yeah that is yeah. weird because that's like his signature thing. I really like this. I, I'm thinking five, like five, five eighty to six hundred. Yeah. Okay. So you'd be pleasantly surprised that this guy will only cost you about three hundred bucks Canadian. No kidding. Um, so yeah. So not bad. Like Hot Toys, I think did do uh, Brandon Lee the Crow. Um, uh, I know I didn't get a close up of it, but do you think it, that looks pretty good? I think that looks pretty good. He's wearing yeah, makeup. I think it, yeah, obviously. it's mixed media. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's got the leather jacket and stuff. Uh, I do agree with you though. The lack of <laughs> the lack of guitar is bizarre. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you figured they would put a guitar or um, I don't know what else you could uh, put on there, but maybe they just didn't feel like doing a, a guitar his... for this one. What's he got on his right shoulder? Oh, maybe it's just the lapel. I think um, it's the jacket, yeah. 
I wonder if you could take that jacket off because it's he doesn't yeah, really yeah, wear yeah. the jacket very much in the movie. Yeah, if you go right? if you go back here, it's oh, it's, that's true. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. There you go. Pretty much these these guys in the in the cloth outfits, they they can be removed. Sometimes it takes some doing. Um, so you'll see a lot of customizers, and if you're handy with a sewing machine and have really tiny hands or something, then you can just <laughs> definitely start doing some customization. Um, that's so, true. Yes, I think he does look better without the jacket. In this particular yeah. instance. Because for me, with the jacket, it looks like Sting from like <laughs> 90s <Yeah>. wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, th yeah the, the problem is, yeah, when you when you start scaling down clothing and stuff like that, yep. it starts to, it doesn't hang. Like, you know, real yeah. clothing has weight to it and things like that. So just a couple more folks and we'll, here's your boy, The Flash, oh boy. Uh, from a company called Tweeterhead. Yeah, uh, they, they make some is, really good statues. Yeah, yeah, the the details really good. The paint apps they've done a bunch of uh, like Linda Carter, Wonder Woman stuff that looked incredible. Yeah. Um, so he's only one six scale, um, yeah. but he is a very detailed piece. So uh, I'll give you a hint that he is a little bit um, on the higher end for a one six scale. So one six scale would be in scale with a Hot Toys or a doll. Yeah, so um, I'm so. I'm gonna say six hundred for this one. Yeah. Oh man, bang! Right on the money. We have a winner. We have a winner. Oh, six hundred. Yes. I get yes. that. No, oh. <laughs> I will give you six percent off. Six <laughs> percent. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. So some guys, yeah. Every, everyone's got kind of like yeah. So look at this. I'm training everybody. Uh, maybe everyone can help me uh, and be my buyers, um, and we'll we'll kind of get a get get everyone experienced in a, in pricing these types of things out. But it looks pretty good. Yeah, it does. Um, I, no, I like but... the whoops. Sorry, sneak preview of what's coming next. Um, but look at that newspaper like flying in the yeah. In the, no, Tweeterhead's been lightning. doing a lot of really cool statues. They had a really cool Batman line. They did a Super Friends line with like the OG Robin with like the the wingtip boots and all that stuff. Like their and their stuff is really detailed looking. So it, it's it's quite they're quite nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, shout out to Gordy saying that Flash is quite ripped. And yes, um, uh, I don't know if that is an accurate runner's body, but uh, yeah, he's looking pretty jacked. The Ben Johnson body. It was all yeah, yeah. ripped at the top. Well, that guy's huge. Yeah, yeah. Look, it looks good. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. We got a costume like that in the movies. Well, but I like, I um, like the, I like the, like, look at the where his fingers are. Yeah. The stretching of the suit, right? Like the, you can see, you know, like I, I, it's that type of detail that really makes these type of statues like just pop, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The, the last item is uh, is kind of for yeah yeah creases in the suit. Don't 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 get dirty. Um, so the last item is kind of like more of a funny item. Um, so Sideshow actually does these great art prints. So if you are a BTS fan, um, they have got this new art print coming out. I, I know get Rob's out. Uh, get out. <laughs> Rob, Rob's shaking his head. I'm, no. I'm, I'm definitely. I think we should put this on your Christmas list no. um, next year, as well as some tickets to whenever their concert uh, shows up over here again, um, which was a big deal. And they're, they're taking a break. Yes. I read. I think they're taking a break. Oh, you read. Okay, so in your fan club newsletter, <laughs> um, you read that they're taking a break and ticket sales yeah. are on hold for a hot second. Um, so, BTS, everyone in the comments, shout out your favorite BTS song, by the way, because uh, I don't no, know if Rob don't. has one on deck. <laughs> no. um, so this is an art print. This is a Gleesey, uh art print available in an 18 by 24 or 12 by 6. Um, so do you want to guess how much money you save by losing six inches? <laughs> okay how, how much do you think the big well, I, you know what i don't know this, if i really this... want to answer that john <laughs> <laughs> all right so the bigger the bigger print which is 18 by 24 is going to cost you 120 dollars um the answer to if you lose six inches on each side uh it's only 65 dollars. so you save about half 
Um, so <laughs> that may or may not be a, a bargain. Um, <laughs> did, Rob, did you have a favorite BTS song? I no, I don't know any of their music, John. I you wanna, don't know I, any of their music? Is your can daughter I just not tell a dancer? You, she is, but she doesn't dance to any of this stuff. I, like, no, it's sometimes, all over here now, though. Sometimes I wish, like I, I wish I had like um, like a fish that could just smack <laughs> you in the head with. Like, okay, just, when the like technology a, arrives, a we will add, we will add <laughs> extendable boxing gloves in each of our stations. So one <laughs> for you, right. Rob. One push for me, a button, just and we will have a one per show button <laughs> that either of us can push in a boxing right. glove. Will yes. come out of nowhere, jackass style, and yes. just floor was. <laughs> and we'll see who hits it uh, first. I feel like Sarah is lying because I feel like she knows butter or permission to dance, or or maybe the Steve Oki uh, collab. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm she's not wrong. Um, so, yeah. anyways, yeah. that that was some fun. Thank you everyone for joining me in that uh, ridiculousness. If you're interested in any of those things. Hit me up. We can iron out the details. Uh, if you guys all want to chip in and get that BTS print for Rob, uh, we'll, we'll <laughs> no, talk I, no, and honestly, get it set not. up. <laughs> I, no, it, I would. No, I don't think so. Um, Thanks, John. Hey, I wanted to thank everybody for uh, joining us. We have a lot of uh, comments in here. Uh, thanks to uh, all of you who are here live. And if you're listening to us afterwards, uh, whether you're at the gym on your way to work or uh, maybe you're in the crapper and you just need something to do because you don't like the 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 quietness in your house. We appreciate you. Um, if you haven't had a chance to check out the YouTube channel, definitely go ahead and do that. The Heroes World podcast uh, dropped yesterday, which was Sunday with myself, uh, this goofball over here, John and uh, Stu Pay. We talked about Hawkeye episode three. Uh, and then we discussed some of our favorite Christmas uh, suggestions, whether it was movies, television show, and things that you can purchase uh, as gifts for your loved ones in this holiday season. And also happen to be stuff that you can get from the store. Um, as well, definitely check out, uh, keep the notification bell uh, uh, lit. Uh, subscribe to the channel. You're going to hear uh, a whole bunch of stuff. You have TGIF with Andre and our friend Jesse. I think Jesse is still in the chat. So uh, you guys are doing a great job. Um, so check that out notification bell because we do uh trailer drops and we do some releases and things are coming out. Um, it's the end of the year and you know, you'll start to see a lot more stuff happening. So big thank you to all of you. Um, and John, big thanks to you, man, for everything that you're doing, but we're going to jump into thank the you, news, man. John, because we got a lot to talk about with, uh, Spider-Man, the MCU version of Spider-Man. And actually weirdly enough, most of my news for tonight is kind of Spider-Man related. Uh, here's my tablet, so I'm just going to put that right here. This. If I don't have to see John's face, that'd be great. Um, I, don't, I don't use paper. I use a tablet. <laughs> I use a tablet. Uh, but first, we're going to start with some news that came out this afternoon, John. Actually, a bunch more news came out this evening. And if I don't mention it, guys and girls, just because I just didn't have time to go back anyway, because some stuff came out after 5. But uh, this afternoon... I wanted to afternoon, double check his sources. So right. Too, I, wanted sure I, exactly, uh, right. Um, I wanted to make sure I wasn't exactly following down a rabbit hole of shit. So this afternoon, we got news that... Uh, Shang-Chi is getting a sequel, John. Original director uh, Dustin Daniel Cretton, or Cretton is coming back to direct the sequel. He also signed an overall deal with Marvel and Disney to create some Disney Plus shows. Uh, so this is great news. Shang-Chi is coming back. It was well-received. I'm excited to see where uh, this sequel goes. I know that Simu Liu um, tweeted out the news and goes, wow, and I, I'm kind of paraphrasing because it I can't remember exact words he said, but essentially not bad for a movie that bombed. So kind of making fun of the fact that people were like, oh, this is going to be a bullshit movie. It's not going to make any money. It made tons of cash and is getting a sequel. So 
big congratulations to them over there. John, are you excited to see a new uh, Shang-Chi? Yeah, I'm, de- I'm definitely up for a follow-up to that one. Uh, it was a lot of fun. And I'm, I'm curious as to see what type of TV projects could be in the works as well. Um, yeah. So, um, well, we know Ryan um, Coogler yeah. is doing stuff with like the uh, w- with Wakanda, right? The outside stuff of Wakanda. So maybe maybe there's going to be a lot more of of what we see with um, uh, Shang Chi's sister and, and everything else that's going on, right? So. Oh yeah, yeah. The the underground Fight Club. I could watch a yeah. show based on that alone. Um, um, traveling into the past and and what he was doing, like you know, during those those 15 years or whatever that he was. Well, and don't forget she's now, again, she's now the, the leader of the 10 rings, right? Like the Mm -hmm. actual, the terrorist group. Right. Um, So we'll see what happens. Did I spoil that? Oh, well, Um, you know what else broke (laughs) out today, John? Um, Kevin Feige has confirmed that if daredevil is set to return to the MCU, that character will once again be played by Charlie Cox, who uh, starred the role uh, for three seasons uh, in the Netflix series. Uh, John, what are your thoughts on Feige making this announcement? Are you happy to see he, Charlie he Cox? Said, he said maybe, or no, if so what he said, showing up? Yeah, so what he said essentially is So he is didn't that, straight up say it. No, no. It, what he said, we'll see about when we see Daredevil next. Like He said the word see three times, which I thought was a really weird way of, for a character that's blind. But mm-hmm. he essentially said, when we see Daredevil show up in the MCU, whenever that may be, you will see that it will be played by uh, Charlie Cox. So Daredevil okay. is entering the MCU. We've already talked about some spoiler images that hit the net a couple of weeks ago for an upcoming movie. You can infer that what you will. It's it's very much assumed that Daredevil will be playing a role in some of these upcoming Marvel properties that have already filmed. It seems very certain now that Charlie Cox is reprising his role as Matt Murdock. Are you happy for this, John? Are you happy that he's coming yeah, back? I mean, that they're, taking, like, they're plucking him from the Netflix series? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did a bunch of rewatches of a bunch of this Netflix stuff. Yeah. And, and Head and Shoulders, that first season of uh, Daredevil, is, is the best product that they that they had. Um, I, I, I kind of chuckled when I saw the graphic of this news breaking and it had uh, Iron Fist on the very end and, and I would want to be like, no, 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 not that guy. <laughs> you know, when they're right. doing a pan and then you're like, oh, stop, stop, go back, go back, go back. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I would find it. Um, I, you know what, as much as I uh, had fun with the other characters that played uh, people, I look forward to actually a lot of those characters being recast uh, upon yep. rewatch of some of these things, but the Daredevil I felt really worked. Maybe if you could keep the Daredevil core crew, the Foggy and and uh, and Karen, those characters, maybe those three characters, I think would really be able to plop into whatever whatever they're working on. But yeah, yeah, I, I think the fans demanded it. Um, let's let's see it roll. The other characters, um, I do feel that I I'm in the mood for a recast for those guys. Even even Punisher, which everybody really wants to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you would be. Really upset if he does not return as Punisher. Uh, John Brenthal, I think his name is. Barenthal. Yeah. Barenthal, yeah. Um, so, you know what? It's funny you mentioned that because I was thinking today, I was like, I didn't know how you were going to feel. I'm, I was non uh, plus either way. If they recast Daredevil, that's fine. We still had great three decent seasons with, with Charlie Cox's Daredevil. The fact he's coming back um, is cool. I'm happy for that. But then, like, <clears throat> I, you know, Mike Coulter did fine as Luke Cage, but I, I, I think you could recast that. There was nothing special. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, uh, Kristen Ritter as Jessica Jones. Again, you know, she was okay, but I, I, I don't have any connection to Jessica Jones as a character, so it makes no difference to me. Um, and obviously, I don't ever want to see 
that guy play uh, Iron Fist, Finn, whatever Finn his Jones. name. <laughs> Finn Jones, because I, I just I can't handle that. Um, as as with respect to uh, Barenthal, like I felt like there was a lot of promise of what his Punisher could be, <clears throat> but that series, both of those uh, seasons, aside from a, a, a maybe a handful of cool scenes, spark. Uh, spattered throughout the entire show, it it was really kind of slow and dramatic. Like he never really became the Punisher that we wanted, right? So at least that I guess that I wanted. So yeah, I'm fine with recasting uh, him in the role. But you know that in season two, that was the best version of the Punisher we got of Daredevil. Season two, him versus Daredevil on that rooftop, like them fighting, like that was perfect. I wish they had used that version of Punisher and continued, but alas. Um, also, hey, listen, there's also another rumor, John, that there might be, uh, you know, Daredevil's uh, co-star, Mr. Vincent D'Onofrio, might be uh, showing up again in the near future, in the near future, John, as Kingpin, so we shall see. Um, you know who else uh, was, uh, Kingpin was uh, tussled with, John, was Spider-Man, and speaking of Spider-Man, we got a couple of uh, uh, news that came out this week. First, we're going to hit... Uh, the first look at the sequel to the animated Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse that dropped on uh, Saturday. Sony put out a almost like a clip uh, about uh, two and a half minutes, like a scene from the movie. And then you see him flying through uh, and meeting up with Spider-Man 2099 uh, as they fall through the, the multiverse or the whatever they're calling it, the Spider-Verse. Um, however, it looks like part one, they're calling it Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse drops uh, October 2022, and then the third one will be the year after. John, did you see this this two and a half minute clip? No. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, it looks really cool. Did you not? Did you see Into the Spider Verse? I, I have seen Into the Spider Verse. Yeah. Well, I, well, I did like it. I don't think I liked it as much as some other people liked it, but maybe I was you, too. Maybe you need like, to rewatch, John. No, I saw it after. I saw. I didn't get to see it in theaters. I wanted to yep. see it in theaters. Something happened, and I couldn't do it. Um, and then I, I watched it after. So I think the hype for it just elevated it so high that I was like, kind of like, oh, it's it's really good. Um, but mm. it, wasn't, it wasn't as high as, as the hype level. But I do look forward to them doing more. I'm surprised they haven't done more faster. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it did really well. Um, they could have had a video game universe for it. They could have done all kinds of like, they could have done TV show or whatever. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad that people are hyped for it. I, I, I look forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, well, two more movies are coming out, John, so you can yeah. you can get on that hype train, buddy. Uh, yeah. And the last Spidey story I want to talk about is his inclusion with Fortnite, John. As uh, for those who are unfamiliar, Fortnite ended their Chapter Two saga Saturday afternoon with a live event that saw The Rock show up as a character called the Foundation. It was all the people were able to play as a four o'clock Eastern. You brought down the the Queen. Everything else happened, and then the the entire game went silent and dark. Uh, the, they actually flipped the island, John. The island literally what? went up in the air and flipped. And now oh, you've got a, my. Yes, you've got a whole new island, and it ended uh, at about 4.10 or so, 4.15 on Saturday. Last time they did this, when they ended Chapter 1, it was offline for three days. This one was only offline for about 16 hours and coming back up on Saturday morning, uh, Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Uh, chapter 3 kicked off Season 1. And we have an inclusion of our, our famous webhead here. He uh, Spider-Man is showing up. He will be a playable character. You also mm. get the uh, black skin uh, Spider-Man, the black suit Spider-Man, as well as a skin of the uh, white one, the Future Foundation Spider-Man. Uh, you also have the ability to do web swinging 
uh, any character, if you get the special gauntlets, you can web swing throughout the course uh, on the map. And they have the Daily Bugle has been included as well, John. So Spider-Man definitely plays Ooh. a huge role in uh, the Fortnite game. Uh, I'm not sure if you've logged in recently to see it or not, but I, I got to say it looks pretty cool. Um, the the island looks awesome, and there's been a lot of people seem to be really enjoying this new uh, this new take on uh, on on Fortnite. So hopefully, uh, people who are playing it yeah, are yeah, enjoying I, it. I saw I saw there was like a crazy countdown all over the screen and in the air, and I was like, "What the hell's going on?" And I think Lewis told me that yeah, everything got flipped and changed. So I haven't had a chance to log in, but uh, looking looking forward to it. Uh, I, I did like that rope, that the plunger uh, grappling gun that they uh, dropped last. So if they're adding some more kind of swinging around action like that, yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, I'm a little worried that the whole island has changed. I feel like I was just starting to get to know that other one, but nope, it's gone. Let's go, let's go, <laughs> let's whatever, go. let's go. Yeah, uh, and that's it for the news, John. That's all I got, bud. All right, look at that, Rob. Some right, some big some big hits, some Spider-Man related news that will lead us right into. Um, spider-man so thanks everybody for sticking with us so far um if you're tuning in for the first time we are live every monday at 8 15 talking about movies uh and whatever uh that we love and you guys love so let's talk about spider-man in the mcu rob um unless we have anything else to cover before we do nope that? that's okay, it so. no no so, let's, let's go yeah we're gonna get into it. i got i got some uh i got some stats on the first movie with spider-man homecoming but let's just do a refresher course shall we uh, when last we were talking about Spider-Man, John, uh, two weeks ago, we did the Sam Raimi trilogy. We revisited the, so the Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi, Spider-Man trilogy. We then went into last week, the, uh, Andrew Garfield, uh, duology. There's two movies, the amazing Spider-Man <laughs> one and two. Uh, now we talked about last week, how following amazing Spider-Man two, they had plans set up to, to, to for a third movie, to be released two years later, a fourth movie to be two years later after that, and a fifth movie again two years after that. What happened though is that the Sony hack, if we all remember the Sony hack that that took place, a bunch of emails were leaked out, uh, including one where Gwen Stacy, who uh, perished in Amazing Spider-Man Two, was going to come back in Spider-Man Amazing Spider-Man Four as Carnage, and Marvel said, ah, "Okay, we four or three. No, it's going to be number four. She was going to be gone oh for three God. and then come back in four as Carnage. Marvel said that was leaked. The 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 critical drubbing that Amazing Spider-Man two had, uh, you know, Sony was kind of like, "Can you help us, Marvel?" And and Feige was like, We're, "Let us take back this character." <laughs> That's where we get to Spider-Man proper finally entering into the mcu a deal was reached between sony and marvel a bunch of money was exchanged uh in you know i believe that actually disney decided to say hey we want to have the complete control uh we want all residuals on uh merchandising and we're going to give you like 175 million dollars to be able to license our own character back into our universe but it'll be a co-production which may seem kind of crazy but all that that you know merchandise money is is you know printed it's like a, opening a tim hortons john it's printing gold um so that then they got they shoehorn that that scene into as you remember civil war uh with that big scene at the airport where you first get to meet uh, the MCU version of Spider-Man played by Tom Holland. And the first movie uh, we got was Spider-Man Homecoming, released July 7th, 2017, directed by John Watts. A reported budget of $175 million, John. It brought in $880 million at the box office worldwide. Uh, talk about the joint venture with Sony and Marvel. 
uh, Tom Holland returned as Peter Parker Spider-Man. We got a brief glimpse of his of his version in Civil War, but enough to whet our appetites, John. We got we got we got enough. We're like, oh, these pretzels are making me thirsty. I need to see some more of that. And we got <laughs> these <that movie>. pretzels. <laughs> we got that movie. I'm making me thirsty. That's right. <laughs> um. Uh, let me see. Uh, the movie stars Zendaya as MJ, Jacob Batalon as Ned, Michael Keaton, uh, obviously, as, as Adrian Toomes, a.k.a. The Vulture, and, of course, an independent actor, John, that hasn't really done a lot since then. You may or may not have heard of his name, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, he was also in this movie, reprising his role as Tony Stark slash Iron Man. Uh, John, no surprise here. movie is certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes with a 92% critic score and an 87% audience score. John, this is Spider-Man Homecoming. What do you think? Uh, yeah, so Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, I thought this was going to be unanimously my choice for um, my favorite of all the Spider-Man films. Um, but I don't know if you guys ruined it for me or not. Uh, a lot of you guys talking about uh, Spider-Man as uh, Tony Stark's ward and all that kind of stuff. It was really apparent on on this rewatch and i've watched this movie a couple times yep and enjoyed it but for some reason this time it was kind of like oh yeah those guys are right we don't quite get um uh like a spider like like a like a true spider-man it, it is it is spider-man set in this mcu uh frame um which you know it's okay it's it, it's it's fine for what it is but if you are a spider-man purist and i guess at the end we'll go through our rankings of whatever the movies are and stuff like that i totally understand um where you're coming from if for some reason you did not feel this movie or feel that it is a, uh, not quite the spider-man that you would uh want it to be mm-hmm. but it is still a hell of a lot of fun um tom holland is really refreshing in it the entire cast and i guess i don't know if we want to summarize the cat talk more about the cast when we get to the second movie um just just how they interact and things like that and i think a lot of them don't really shine like zendaya as uh mj which is like a a drop at the end of the movie right where they, yeah you don't even me, know what she's called. MJ, yeah. and you're like what what's going yeah. on here and then it kind of blew everybody up um she doesn't really kind of come into it until the second movie so i'll, I'll, I'll kind of like leave her uh off the table <laughs> it's uh, true because now. the first yeah. movie shows a lot of this yeah she does a lot of really funny faces and um um some really uh yeah, she's 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 a side a side character. She's not really a, a main a main cast. So at front and center is Michael Keaton and uh, Tom Holland. Um, and Michael Keaton, hey, how in in your days of your youth, Rob, yeah, in buddy. the Spider Man uh, villains gallery, do you think anyone's favorite villain was ever the Vulture? Um, and I, <laughs> and I wonder if you can briefly describe what the Vulture looks like in the comics. Yeah, so because I remember the Vulture seeing him in the original, like, 60s Spider-Man cartoon. Uh, you know, I'm not that old, but you would see that in reruns, right? But he, it was a green, like, skin-tight uh, costume. He was an old guy. Like, he was super skinny, not because he worked out, but because he was, like, probably suffering from malnutrition and just <laughs> well, old he, age. he had to have hollow he bones was, he was, in order to fly. <laughs> he, he was bald with, like, a beak nose. Uh, and so he had this green, this green uh, leotard on with uh, a really f- like um, like a like a white fluffy like it looked maybe it was taken from like an animal of something. Like he beat a rabbit and skinned it and put it around his neck or something, and then he had them around his ankles. And yeah, and he had these like crazy wings that were just literally looped on <laughs> on his wrists. 
and that's what made him uh, he was the vulture and it was absolutely ridiculous like yeah his head looked like an egg uh um, yeah, yeah, yeah. like if, if you ever said hey we're gonna make that guy cool and i can't <laughs> yeah. imagine what they had <laughs> no. to show uh michael keaton to make him like they definitely couldn't have shown him pictures and threw in a bunch of spider-man you know like that montage you throw a bunch of spider-man <laughs> comics on the on the table right like, this is the guy you're gonna play um yeah and, Think and about his all of been like, everything. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Michael, yeah. I, I'm, okay, so they're gonna ask you to play this vulture dude. <laughs> I don't think it's a good idea. It's not a good look for you. Yeah, but man, did they make him head. cool with the flight helmet, the really cool wing contraption, uh, iron suit thing, yeah. um, and the and the and the cool flight jacket that had like the big furry furry collar yeah. that looked yeah. fire. Like but it, it was, was so good on him. Was yeah, like, when oh, he was cool. when he was standing there with it on, it looked <laughs> yeah, it looked it looked really really good. Um, yeah, shout outs to Lewis here who says he's read uh, the the Peter and Stark uh, combination in the comic books, and it's not quite the same in this movie. And yeah, he's right. It it in the comic books, it is uh, an established Peter Parker. Um, uh, kind of coming under Tony's wing. This one, it's like almost like Iron Man has recruited Spider-Man from from like his rookie year yeah. and molded him into um, the the basically the next Iron Man, which we'll get into when we talk about the second movie. Um, but uh, I think it's still a really fun movie. Still, lots of great characters. Still, the rejigging of of his mythos is uh, his 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 high school days was a lot of fun. So. I can't really complain about this movie, but I will say it doesn't hit as hard as I thought it was going to hit. Um, so, Rob, do you, you watched this semi recently? I don't know if you had a chance to rewatch it again before we did this. Um, I've watched but, a lot. I've watched this yeah. movie a fair amount of times. Um, so, let me just tell you what the good stuff I, I like about this movie. First of all, I think Tom Holland does a great job. I'm, you know, as Peter Parker, right? He's a teenage. He looks like a teenager. He doesn't look like a guy in his 20s or 30s playing a teenager. He looks young. Yeah. Yeah. He looks phenomenal. Um, because young. He, he was when he was cast, right? He was still in his teens. Um, I like his version of Spider Man. Um, the way he thinks. Like, I, I'm, I, I have to separate Spider Man as the character. Mm -hmm. um as opposed you know with the suit right but i like his version of spider-man like when you're watching a lot of these scenes i feel like it's being ripped right out of the, like the ditko run right you know when he's climbing up the the um the tower and you know he jumps off and the, the wings come you know the webbing comes off his uh and he's over the, the helicopter and stuff mm -hmm. the fact that he when he gets locked in the in the vault and he's sitting there and he's swinging around like the stupidity that he's 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 a rookie. He's learning. We don't get an origin story, which is great because we talked about this last week. We don't need another origin story. Just yeah, like Batman, we, we know what happens. Okay, move on. Um, you know, so he's trying to prove himself. I, you know, the interaction with with Ned was was really great. His his trying to navigate high school and do both things I thought was really cool. I really really love Michael Keaton in this. I got to tell you, I was in the theater when this, when the, you know, this came out, like I'm probably sure all of us were, I don't know about your theaters, but when he goes and picks up that girl for the date and they get, uh, you know, and he, and the door opens and it's Michael Keaton, everybody yeah. in there was like, oh, like nobody expected no, that. You, you, right? you forgot it was coming. Basically he gets the Spider-Man mantle <laughs> taken away and you're yeah. like, Oh, now we're going to enjoy teenage, uh, teenage Peter Parker living out, you know, the, arguably the best time of your your high school life yeah prom and, and and going out with your friends and doing all that and all of a sudden you're like oh 
wait, this movie is a Spider-Man movie. He opens the door and Vulture is right there. And you're like, oh my God, this, this is so good. And, and the great thing about that villain is that he seems very, um, you have compassion for him because he's a business, like right when they open it, he's a business guy yeah, um, trying to put, blue, put food yeah. on his table and, and the rug gets pulled out from under him and he, he kind yeah. of goes to the dark side. Maybe did he get a little greedy <laughs> when you see his house and, and, yeah. and his like vintage Jaguar and all that kind of stuff. You're like, okay, maybe you went a little too far, but you kind of understand where he's coming from and how this, how this could have happened. Um, but that, but yeah, that sorry, scene, that scene of him and Peter, when he's like, Hey, just give me a oh. second. Oh, you know, Pete and I got to have a quick talk. You know, the dad yeah. talk and he turns around and he, he just, grabs the cat where does he get it from the glove box or whatever and he just casually yeah. is just like i'm like these yeah. windows aren't tinted by the way so everyone can see you pulling a gun on peter parker but whatever but uh, honestly he was just like michael keaton has got such an intensity and a menace oh, in, in him in his eyes even like he's just um that it was it was freaky my but so as much as i like a lot of this movie it's then juxtaposed for me with what I don't like, and that is the reliance of uh, and the presence of Tony Stark so heavily influencing this. It's it's I, very it really, present in the first movie for sure, hundred percent. Yeah, it really bothered. Like I understand the idea that you need to go and you want to. You've just had this adventure with the Avengers. You're over in Germany. You want to? I, I get all that, and he's like, no, no, no. You're you know you're the be your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, not your Avenger. Like that was cool. Uh, that was yeah. great. That montage but was great. The, the problem, yeah, that him, you know, vlogging his his um, uh, trip. But the problem I had though is that the suit is Stark Tech. Like, mm-hmm. and this is the one I've had with uh, this Spider-Man throughout all of the movies, like his appearances in Endgame and this and that, even on the new ones. It's not a Spider-Man suit. Like it's a Spider-Man suit as designed by Tony Stark. It's, you know, when he's talking to the AI stuff um, and, you know, and then he go, you know, you have, you know, the death, you know, he can kill people. Like, you know, the eyes go red. It yeah, makes for like some funny hot interrogation. It makes for some yeah. funny hijinks stuff. It changes his voice. But then if you really think about it, like what, and maybe I'm not articulating myself, but what you see him doing as Spider-Man without the aid of his AI is the Spider-Man I want? I, mm-hmm. I wanted, okay. right? Him jumping over the helicopter, him doing those things, anything that was not reliant on the technology, but reliant on his brain and his muscle to do things, right? And his agility, his spider mm-hmm. powers. But when you started then introducing the the technology to to counterbalance some of that, or to, to as a crutch. To me, it really bothered me, and it, and that's the one thing about these two movies that it, it goes right through. That's the reliance on Tony Stark and his technology to power the suit is what really drives me kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, but we'll we'll get more into it when the second movie hits. Yeah, no, of course. When, when yeah, the second that's... movie hits, yeah, but but I think that this is the setting that this movie is in. This movie is in the MCU, so they figured out a way to to get Spider Man in there. Yeah and become an integral part. Um, so Gordon mentions that, do you think his spider sense went off in the car or, or, the, or Sarah says the Peter tingle? I think the issue with this first movie was that they basically kiboshed his entire spider sense. Yes. Um, so yeah. it was non-existent in the character that we could tell. And if, and if someone says it was in there, I don't know. I, I feel like that's a stretch. I think they, they purposefully kind of omitted it. Yeah. Um, I, and I think they wanted, they wanted that yeah. scene, I believe in Endgame to be, to really hit home. Right. That's right. right uh, Infinity War when he's on the bus and you see his, the hair on his arm go up. 
they really wanted that to be the real first sense of 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 his uh, Peter Tingle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so the idea is yeah, he's still he 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 goes from rookie recruited by Tony Stark and he has become uh Tony Stark's protege uh, more or less. Um so do you, did you was your favorite scene what uh mentioned? Did you mention maybe uh is it the Michael Keaton uh, Peter in the car scene or one of the action scenes from this first movie? I, I actually, it, it, it's funny because there are a, a, a handful of scenes that I would say that I really liked. I mentioned the car scene. I mentioned the opening of the door. I mentioned the uh, climbing up the, the monument um, in Washington. I love that scene. But I got to tell you, when he was, he placed a tracker on the, on the shocker, which ends up being the shocker, right? Yeah. Uh, and he and he tracks those guys down, and then he's running through the backyards because yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. there's the no Ferris buildings. Bueller tribute, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a fair, you're like, oh my god, this is a wicked homage like, to Ferris Bueller, and then you see Ferris Bueller playing in the background on one of the TVs, and he's like, hey, great movie. I was like, man, like that was just so much fun. Like that to me felt like a genuine Spider-Man moment. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I really liked that. I thought that was great. How about you, John? What were your favorite, uh, or, or um, what is your favorite I, I, scene? I think I think it is that uh, that montage of him being the neighborhood Spider-Man when he's trying to yeah. he's waiting <laughs> for for the Avengers to call him, and he's like, um, "Whose bike is this? Whose bike is this?" And then he's like, "I'm gonna write <laughs> right. a note on it. It's like, don't steal me this if this is your bike." And then he's like, stopping yeah. a guy from stealing a uh, stealing his car, but it turns out it is his car. It is his like, car. Oh. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh yeah, the lady bought me a churro and stuff like that." Like I I, I really did uh, like that scene. And shout outs to a. Is that the the Cliff or Clevin guy that is like do a backflip from the bus in Shang Chi? It's the same guy, right? Uh, might be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the same guy. It's kind of funny that he gets to gets to a cameo in two movies. Um, but yeah, I, re- I really like that that montage and just you know him sit. Whenever you have Spider Man with his mask pulled halfway up and him eating a pizza, um, I feel like that's a trademark uh, yeah. New Yorker Spider Man thing. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I really enjoy it. There are, like I said, there are a lot of fun, you know, the yeah, moment yeah. when he when he comes into his bedroom and he doesn't realize he crawls into the top, right? And he's crawling yeah, yeah, along yeah, yeah, the ceiling. Yeah. And he try, and he's got a bunk bed. He's got a bunk bed, but he's yeah. got no he's got no siblings. So it's <laughs> right. kind of weird that he's got this bunk bed. But yeah, yeah, that, that scene is great. The fact that Ned finds out. Um, and then he's got an actual ally or friend that helps him. Oh, Ned in the chair is a Ned great the, yeah, as well. The, the, the guy in going, the chair. You're the he's guy going in the back chair. and forth between the two computers and looking <laughs> up stuff. And I'm like, yeah, totally. I would have my friend on his on their cell phone going, hey, where's where's the light switch in this Audi or you know yeah. where's the whatever? Let me look that up. And he's pulling it up and he's doing it. I'm like, great. And then the punchline of uh, he's looking at porn or whatever. Uh, Gord, <laughs> Gord shuts out the the scene where he's locked in the bunker, which is really good. He goes to the training program and he's like, it's been like 20 minutes or something. He's like, what? Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, I liked um um oh crap, I just lost my train of thought of what I was gonna say. Anyways, yeah, there was something oh the 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 principal, the principal in the school. I don't know if you recognize, but he he was also one of the guys of the Howling Commandos in the in oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, the Asian guy. And so they actually had hit that was his grandfather. He had a photo of his grandfather on his desk in the principal's office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 
Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Little, little, little Easter egg. What about, Han- what about Hannibal Burris as the, uh, the yeah. phys ed coach? <laughs> uh, I was, I was going to say, who do you think is the most underutilized teacher? They have Hannibal Burris in this. Um, yeah. They bring back the same uh, teacher that I guess takes them on the field trip. The guy yeah, who's Martin. like, oh, can't, can't lose another student, not again or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then so they funny, also man. have, uh, they have JB Smoove in, uh, in, in the second one. In the second one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, they have all these, like these really funny guys. Yeah, um, they were playing teachers, but they they get very little uh, screen time. I think they get a lot more screen time in the second one, but I would have yeah, liked to see do. Hannibal Buress is one of my favorite uh, comedians in the game right now. Yeah, he's um, so really I would funny. have liked to see if he was able to get uh, a little more action in there. Is this the movie that has the end credit where it's Captain America and he's like waiting? Uh, yeah. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't pay off or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think about the this version of Flash Thompson? Because every you know, I love him. I love him. He's nine great. out of ten versions of Flash Thompson. He's always the muscle head guy. You know, the football, the the quarterback, the guy yeah. who's you know he's got the money in the bling, but he's good looking. He's a this guy was he's got the money, um, and he's a very he's a sarcastic prick, but yeah. he's he's not the you know the the athlete. He's not the, he's not the yeah, star. He's, he's not the he's, jock. He's not, he's not the he's not the bodybuilder, which I think is a great uh, flip of uh, of values now. Like that yeah. that funny guy. Um, you know, social media or DJ or whatever, like popular guy is not necessarily going to be um, the the jacked up, you know, flash looking yep. dude or whatever you want to call it now. Yeah. Um, so I like that. And then the whole Zendaya flip of, of that character is amazing, which really doesn't shine until the second movie, um, I think. But uh, <clears throat> I, I, I do like the, twi- the the twisting of the of these characters. So, John, like, typical roles that you would, you know. So overall, are you happy with Homecoming? Like, as this being Spider-Man's first real movie, like entrance, I I know we can say Civil War, but let's be honest. Like, this is his first real fleshed out entrance into the MCU. Were you happy with it? Even upon your rewatch of the sub? Yeah, yeah. Upon the rewatch, it didn't, It yeah, like I said, didn't hit as hard. The whole Tony Stark thing was very evident. Yeah. Um, the, it, like especially we're watching so many spider-man movies yep in a row that we kind of got used to like a, a spider-man uh in his own independent now and now An independent is, spider-man he, yeah he kind of gets slid in uh sideloaded into this uh mcu so it didn't hit quite as hard as i remember and some of the jokes um are were not as similar to like I've, i find that similar effect with deadpool some of them are not as funny when you see right. them the second time like you know like what's up and the kids in there he's like chess and then you're just like i, <laughs> yeah. I remember in the theater that was hilarious <laughs> right on the rewatch, yeah. i was like kind of like oh yeah whatever <laughs> keep, keep it keep it moving uh, but yeah. yeah 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 overall yeah i still enjoy this movie i i definitely will end up re-watching it again at some point uh spider-man in the uh the school the school uh, the yellow uniform. school jacket yeah yeah yeah. That, that, that's still a great that was a hot toys figure kind of hard to find yep. out and they did make an action figure of it um yep. that is great look for spider-man so that then we're going to jump into Spider-Man uh, Far From Home, John. Uh, yeah. That was released two years later, July 2nd, 2019. Uh, once again, directed by John Watts, who just as an aside is uh, obviously he's directed the new one. He's also uh, in charge of the Fantastic Four coming into the MCU. Uh, so we'll see what Watts has to deliver there. But with uh, No Way Home, the reported budget was $160 million, so just a bit more than uh, Homecoming and a box office gross, John. 1.31 billion dollars. Billion. Um, billion. Uh, movie takes place after the events of Endgame. So if you remember, Endgame came out in May, and then this movie kind of w- popped out. And this is the uh, first movie to kind of really introduce 
uh, they called it the blip. And that that idea has carried forward. Uh, they, they explained the five-year time difference that we were all kind of left scratching our heads wondering at the end of Endgame. Uh, main stars return to the sequel, uh, joined uh, as well by Sam Jackson, uh, reprising his Nick Fury role, sold as Colby Smulders, uh, as Maria Pat Hill. Robin. <laughs> yeah and jake gyllenhaal, Robin. <laughs> uh, jake gyllenhaal as quentin beck aka mysterio also certified fresh with a rotten tomato score of 90 percent uh critics uh, audience score at 95 and this movie kind of sort of introduces the idea of the multiverse into the mcu even if it may have been a bit of a lark it still got a lot of people like starting to shake our heads because that was the first time the 616 was introduced so john far from home are you a fan? Far from home. Yeah. So this movie, like I said, I haven't watched it since it came out in theaters. Wow. For some reason, I found time to squeeze in Homecoming several times since. But this is my first rewatch of this movie. And I remember um, after that, that that year or whatever that it came out, I don't know if this would have made my uh, top five or whatever of that year. But upon rewatch, I quite enjoyed this. And this is where the setting, the whole he is the next Iron Man thing really really starts to actually work for it um and and so much so that later on when happy's like you know what there you'll never be another tony stark you're you're something else he's he's kind of put his belief into you and when he goes to make the uh the new uh spider-man suit and uh and john favreau happy is like watching him and he kind of does the iron man yeah. thing you're like oh you kind of get the feels at that point you're like yeah. oh okay, now now it kind of all makes sense, all this stuff they put into him, and now Spider-Man's going to get a chance to stand on his own. Uh, but shout-outs to Stu, who got me pretty good on this one. Uh, so Jake Gyllenhaal plays Mysterio, and we kind of knew he was a villain, and we kind of knew it was a trick. But Stu planted in my head. He was like, oh, you know what? Marvel's shopping around for someone else to champion the MCU, so maybe it's going to be a double-blind Jake Gyllenhaal. He's a big-name dude. Maybe they want to... Uh, bring him in and they're doing this whole multiverse angle where he might be a good Mysterio from another multiverse. So I actually started to buy into the hype. <laughs> so much so that when Jake Gyllenhaal turns and I'm sure you probably saw it coming, it still broke my heart. I was like, Oh no, I actually thought he was going to be a good guy. <laughs> so when he does the whole bar thing and it all kind of explodes um, and, and, he, and he reveals that it was all like a, a crazy ruse um, that was that was heartbreaking for me, um, but overall, as a movie, I really like it. I really like. I think we've said it several times on this show and the podcast. Uh, Zendaya's uh, MJ, whatever you can argue all day if it's Mary Jane or if it's not Mary Jane. The the use of that character and yeah. the kind of ch change of this role um, to make her into this kooky, um, little bit off 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 traditional i guess yeah, traditional pop values different. or whatever yeah, yeah and i and, and i love it um yeah. because uh, you know as, as as a girl dad my, my daughter's a little on the weird side um so i i find it cool that that this type of character is now um deemed as cool like the person who's into dark conspiracy theories and yeah. and, and 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 making fun of people is like maybe not necessarily making fun of people but into this other stuff like i really like that so so much all this cast the ned character everybody even even uh marissa torme we didn't talk about her really but in the last yeah. movie but even she like everyone even even john favreau was happy like they all get a really good chance to shine here so um everyone definitely shout out who you loved in the cast and, and in your scenes uh as rob's talking and we'll get we'll get to your your thoughts and stuff like that um but yeah overall really love this movie um uh i think when we go to rank our spider-man movies it's it's going to be contender for the top spot uh but wow. rob how do you how do you feel on uh 
you know, no, no way well, home is this one called, right? No, far from home. Um, far from home. Why do they have such confusing <laughs> names? <laughs> uh, just to fuck with you, John. Um, <laughs> I, uh, it's interesting because you're taking a character that is meant to be your friendly neighborhood character and you're literally putting him as far away from his neighborhood that he can possibly be. So I thought that was a really interesting premise, right? It's a, you mm-hmm. know, sometimes when you see these comics and you're like, you know, you re- we've read lots of comics, John, you know, Batman, you know, all of a sudden appears in like Hong Kong or he's in Russia. Yeah, yeah. Usually when they that, take like, them oh, out okay. of their environment, they're not as cool. Right. Um, and so I really liked the idea of how they made the senior class trip. Um, it, I, it, it feels much more grandiose. It feels not as street level as the first movie, even though the inclusion of Iron Man, in the first movie, it still felt street level, which is perfect for this character. This felt like a, an epic epic because you're going all over the place and you're dealing with the elementals. Um, um, when I first saw the movie, I was, I remember being a little bit disappointed. Like I liked it. I thought it was great, but I remember not liking it as much as homecoming. I've rewatched this number of times as well. Uh, and I do quite enjoy it. It, you know, it, it does hit for me a lot. Um, you're right. I, it gets me in all the feels, you know, when he is on the, uh, the, the jet and he decides to make his own suit. Um, the, the idea of, he doesn't have a father figure, right? His parents are gone. His uncle Ben is gone. They've still never mentioned uncle Ben, by the way, in, in, in the MCU. Um, his father figure becomes Tony Stark's Tony Stark's gone. You know, the idea of this mantle living in the shadow of somebody who you respect, but have a personal connection to. We saw that in, in the end of infinity war where he was fighting to stay alive. And he was like, he didn't want to go. And he, you know, you know, Stark's holding him and, and he's like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go, which is a rip off of Dr. Who, but I digress. Um, you know, it, you, you, you get the feel like it's too much. He can't, he's, he's a teenager. He can't be the next Iron Man. Nobody can be the next Iron Man, but he knew for sure it couldn't have been him. Um, and he falls for, you know, this other father figure, Quentin Beck. It, it felt a little forced. Like the idea of that felt a little bit forced. Like I didn't understand how Beck could have known to insert himself into that role. Um, uh, I thought it was a little bit bizarre, you know, with Fury and, and, um, and Hill. But then the problem is at the end, you don't really know, was it really them or were they the scrolls that you're seeing? Right. Like, I think think the idea is that they were the scrolls the whole time. Yeah. Yeah um which was really cool for us we were like oh my god because this obviously follows the events of captain marvel and so when you see the scrolls again and you see fury up in the <laughs> in the space station and you know in tahiti taking a break i thought that was great um the spider monkey stuff i thought was really funny like there's <laughs> probably more humor in this movie than there's not and they really addressed that five-year gap especially that kid who grew up and he want all he wants to do is like hit on MJ. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> yeah, he was, Why are right? you taking pictures of people in the bathroom? What's wrong? <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> um, you know, like yeah, listen, I enjoyed this movie. I, I, I do enjoy it. I I you know, but it, and I when he does the Spider-Man stuff without the reliance on the technology, that's when I'm loving it the most. When he's relying on his technology based in the suit to do things that's where it kind of it it gets me a little bit um but 
I want to shout out. I don't know if you notice this or not. So, in the movie, uh, Peter Billingsley uh, is an is a has been an actor who's been around for many many years. He was Ralphie in a Christmas Story, which is one of my favorite movies, John. Um, and he's a big fan. Uh, sorry, a big uh, a friend of John Favreau who put him in the original Iron Man in two thousand eight. Um, he played um, William William Ginter Riva. He was one of the scientists, and then he's in this movie as well. So when when Beck is hearkening back to all the things that Tony Stark did, because they're all pissed at Stark. These are all former employees, and you see that scene in Iron Man. That's because that was him, right? I mean, he shaved the top of his head, so he had the the wraparound uh, hair. But yeah, it was pretty cool to kind of see how they tied it back into their disdain for Tony Stark. But again. We're dealing with a reliance on Tony Stark as being mm-hmm. the, you know, a, a plot point. Yeah. But I, I, I like the movie. Threaded it. They threaded it together. Like they kind of like everything fell into place with this movie, him making his own suit, stepping into the role and, and then that, that kind of stuff. Um, uh, I, I wanted to say um, before we get into our favorite scenes, because um, my, my favorite scene is going to, is going to be the whole, um, the, the first fight with Mysterio when he really just brain F's uh, Peter Parker uh, shows him the grave, you know, gets him hit by a bus at the end. Like, like as an illusionist, like that's a crazy set yeah. of events. So I was wondering um, who, who, who would you find the most dangerous if they decide to take a turn into the supervillain realm? Would it be David Copperfield, um, David Blaine, uh, Chris Angel, or Siegfried and Roy, who would you be most scared of? <laughs> well, right now I'd be scared of Siegfried and Roy because they're both uh, no longer here, John. Um, yeah, so yeah. if they came back in a magical that zombie zombie magicians would really upset me. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I would no, I'd go David Blaine because uh, because that guy is just crazy and he looks like he could just snap one day. Anybody who puts himself into a block of ice for like twelve days is 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 terrifying. So I go David Blaine. <laughs> But, but his way of taking over the world would just be us watching him torture himself. <laughs> yeah, but he, he does all that trick when he throws the, the cards against windows and it did, ends up on the other side. Did David Copperfield not make the Statue of Liberty disappear? Yes, he did. One of his tricks? That sounds yeah. pretty dangerous. <laughs> um, but but, but what, do you, what do you think is Mysterio like pulling that? Like I thought that was one of the best thought out kind of villain battles. Like if 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 you're bringing to get bringing to life Spider-Man villains, I don't think it gets much better than that Mysterio fight. We'll see in this next movie the, um, if anything can top that. No, I agree with you, and this is where it, this is where I said that like, this movie definitely feels a lot more grandiose. The like what that first scene that you're referencing was trippy as all hell. But man, does Spider-Man just not look like that scene where he's got all those mirrors around him? You know what I'm saying? He's in that suit. I was like, this is like the most Spider-Man, like on-screen version of Spider-Man we've ever. He just it looked great, and I was like, all I was all for it. Uh, I I thought it was it was terrifying. You don't. He was Peter was so messed up. He had no idea what was real, what wasn't anymore. He had him yeah, turned yeah, yeah. all upside yeah, he, down. He was he was he was asking. He's like happy. Tell me something you, that only yeah. you would know about me. Like like how bad would. And, and when, yeah, when they did the flip and then Fury comes down and he's like, oh man, we saved the day. Um, who else did you tell? And Spider-Man tells him, I'm like, no, I'm like, damn, he got, yeah. he got super tricked. Yeah. And, yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, great use of that uh, illusion power. Do you have any other scenes that you would want to, that you want to mention 
Um, I think Lewis mentioned the drone scene when the drones are coming after them. Yeah, that is is a pretty good um, third act, I'd say, as far as third acts go. I don't think it really lost any of its momentum. Like it didn't rely on something cheesy happening or or things like that. Yeah, no, I I thought it was. I thought that like, that third act was really powerful. I mean, it looked great. Mm-hmm. I thought it was. I thought like that's the thing. Like you know, this third act didn't devolve into into just kind of silliness. Um, mm-hmm as we've seen in some of these other movies we watched. So I actually quite enjoyed it. I thought it, lo- it looked great. It was a plan that was executed well. Um, I mean, like Spider-Man's plan. Um, yeah. yeah, you know, I just, I loved the teachers, you know, like we talked about yeah. before, Martin Starr trying <laughs> to take wiz- the photo. It's witchcraft the- <laughs> or something. It's witches. There's yeah. witches over there. <laughs> you know, um, you know, all of that stuff. Like it was just, oh, the, the, when, when Ned and, uh what's her face i can't remember like you know they they get stuck on the plane yeah <laughs> on the plane going, and ned's talking all about right before they travel it's like you know you're gonna be meeting girls you can't be tied down to one girl peter like you have to <laughs> I think it was like right? international bachelor <laughs> yeah, was yeah. catchphrase <laughs> yeah and then like they get off the plane and all of a sudden him and this girl they're like like love you love you like and it's like we're we're together now and peter's like what happened like <laughs> like to me it was just like that stuff was just hilarious right and then at the end they break up and it's like we've grown as people peter it's fine like um you know that that stuff i i, I thought it was really funny uh, so there are a lot of comedic moments in this i don't know which was my favorite scene i i definitely would probably say the first battle i i just think that was the most spider-man look that we've we've i've ever seen brought to life quote unquote even though a lot of it was cgi i just thought it looked great i thought it was just fantastic so yeah, can't 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 go wrong. I think overall this movie just. What, um, but what we gotta talk about this the big reveal at the end, John the the yeah. end the mid credit scene when you know they get back. I think it was the Ramones do the uh, the end song, yeah. right? <laughs> and then uh, and then all you know him and uh, MJ are swinging through. He, she knows he's Peter Parker because you know that and and the way that they found that you know she kind of tricked him into telling and because she wasn't really sure she's like i, I, was thought, I thought that was great yeah he's, yeah. <laughs> yeah anyone can tell if they watch you and then she's like but i'm the only i think i think i think he's like she's like but nobody nobody watches what you're doing and he's like oh yeah. and then she's like except for me and he's like oh thanks yeah. like, it was yeah. such a great moment um wait so are you are you you're, so i was right because i was only like 60 percent sure yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, that, that, yeah. That's initially on the bridge. And it, it's just really great. Yeah, she's like, "You're Spider Man," and then he's like, yeah. "What?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like totally off guard. And then, yeah, he sweating. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that scene where they're swinging at the end, and then all of a sudden, you see J.K. Simmons reprising his role as J. Jonah Jameson mm-hmm. uh, from the Raimi trilogy on TV, talking about that man of Spider Man, and it's the yeah. it's the video that Quentin Beck secretly had recorded showing Peter he outs Peter Parker as Spider-Man. What like, a jerk. <laughs> I remember being there we were everybody was like what? Like that, I, that was a crazy me? ending. Yeah, it, it's yeah. almost like you wish you left the theater uh before they dropped that bomb because you would have been able to j- enjoy um, right. the, not having to worry about the next one coming up. But as soon well, because... as that scene came on, you're like when's the next one? And then Sony did that whole uh 
fake out. I don't know. If, I'm pretty sure it was a publicity stunt, but the whole thing that, oh, third movie's not going to happen type thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, I better buy it. They better sell edited copies of Spider-Man that cuts out that scene or something, you know? But but so here's my question, though, John, and, mm-hmm. and the people in the chat, I would love to get your opinion on this. That scene was so, like, jaw-dropping. Like, that was a punch to the gut. Did it overshadow the movie because when you walk out of that movie mm-hmm. people weren't talking about the movie they were talking about that scene when you went yeah. and listened to podcasts afterwards or anything else everybody was talking about that scene and then the movie do you think that that was just i think it i think it 100 percent did because it did for me like i like i didn't re-watch this movie because of that of that bombshell that you have to be waiting for the next movie so like i that's why i dislike when movies uh drop on uh on a hard cliffhanger um, yeah. because you, then you, then you don't have kind of like fond memories. You're just like, Oh, when's the, when's the next one? So I can continue the story and you immediately forget about all that great stuff that happened before. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think, I think hundred percent for me, at least it did. Uh, I'm pretty sure it took away a lot of the, um, you know, the, the talk of other things that were going on in that movie for sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. And there was so much other great stuff that happened in that movie, like the new the new Venom movie. They they dropped a big thing at the end. That's all that all tied into news. that. Yeah, yeah. That that's all the news stuff that that gets clicked for that. Um, but you know, lucky for them, the overall movie wasn't uh, super fantastic, so <laughs> it worked out for them. But right. in the case of this movie, they definitely could have rested on their laurels a little bit and saved um, this story plot element. And, and and do you remember how mad people were getting when they when they thought that this third movie wasn't going to happen when they were like yeah. oh you know whatever and whatever has come to an issue and there's not going to be a third people were oh, yeah. outraged people were pissed. Yeah, yeah yeah people were raging hard oh yeah for sure uh yeah. i think we might have been, i mean i'm sure some of us were like it's it's a ploy it's a money grab by sony or whatever but yeah i mean people were really irritated about it right so yeah yeah people yeah people were like messaging me and like the, and, and i was like no way, no way that I think this is all publicity stunt. No way that you set the end of that movie up for that and you don't have the next movie uh ironed out and, and yep. set up. But uh Rob, where would you uh rank do you want to rank the entire uh universe or just movies individually? Or do we have to wait for the third movie to come out before we can really determine that? Maybe we can at least ask what your favorite of all the Spider-Man movies we watched was. Oh, my would you still go back to favorite? Yeah, would you still go back to Raimi? Um, I'll, I'll throw out a, a semi-hot take. Um, I still think I like Spider-Man One. You like Spider-Man um, One the, the most. The, the yeah. Tobey Maguire as a Spider-Man, like as a dedicated Spider-Man film. This uh, second one, what is it? Homecoming? Far from home? No far way from home. home. Far yeah, from far. home. Damn because it. he's away. Names for your he's movie. Literally. <laughs> Not at home. He's far from home. Spider-Man, I'm on a trip to Europe. I'll call it that. (laughs) Spider-Man, senior trip. I think this is going to be in contention for my most entertaining. The the one, the movie that I'm going to watch again. But I will say maybe the best representation of Spider-Man is his cameo in Civil War. Um, So that's Mm -hmm. before we get thinking that he's an Iron Man protege. That's when we think he's just a Spider-Man that's been suddenly recruited into the Avengers. Um, So that, if you rewatch that, I think that is a pretty strong piece on its own because you don't get any hints of uh, iron man made a suit um iron man's mentoring him he's going to be the next yep. that type of thing you just you just think that he's been this guy recruited from uh 
Brooklyn or Queens or I think he has a whole fight with Steve Rogers. And like, where is he? Where yeah. is he from or whatever? Right. Yeah. Uh, but you just think he's a kid that's been added to the Avengers roster. So I don't know, Rob, what do you think? What's your what's your go to Spider-Man then? Um, oh, I like Spider-Man Euro Trip. That's a good one. That's a good one, Lewis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so Lewis is going to throw into the Spider-Verse in there. I don't know if you want to add that to your considerations. No, I, I actually, so that was a movie, before I answer, that was a movie into the Spider-Verse where I really didn't care if I wanted to see that or not. I was kind of dreading it. I thought it looked horrible. Uh, it came out over the holidays of 2018, I think it was, um, going into 2019. And my, I took my son, he and I went and saw it, and I loved that movie in the theater. Like I, I, as soon as it dropped on Blu-ray, I grabbed it. Um, I even sent a copy to my, my nephew, um, uh, because they had been kind of watching when they were here for a visit over the holidays once. So I sent them a copy. Like, I love that movie. Um, but if we're talking about the live action, um, interpretations that we've seen so far, you know, I think. It's kind of it's hard to say because I think by default because he's so intertwined with his MCU movies I'd probably be watching I'd probably be watching Homecoming more than any of the other ones only because Michael Keaton is just so yeah. menacing. Like I just love watching the Keaton scenes. Like I can just chew it up, right? I love it. Um I really like Spider-Man 2 out of the bat for me I like that a bit better than the the Rami ones. Although I agree Spider-Man 1 is like one and two are so close for me. Like they're interchangeable. I think though, like, and maybe it's just because of what's going on with MCU stuff right now. If I was ever to throw in a Spider-Man movie, it would probably be homecoming or, or yeah. far from home. So, okay. So I'm, I'm actually surprised. I thought you were going to go old school. Uh, I think, yeah, on the rewatch, it's hundred percent going to be uh Spider-Man Euro trip. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> maybe I've seen homecoming too many times, because the jokes just don't hit yep. it is hard for me. And I like the component of adding his team of Ned and Zendaya and stuff like and they, they even have that moment where it's like almost like uh Chandler and Monica from Friends, where it's like, oh right. you know, oh you yeah. know, it's like, oh, but Ross doesn't know, so you can't say anything. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's a really funny, funny moment that they had there. Um shit, I was gonna say something else about it, and yeah, I can't remember. What it is Fra- now, Fraser but... said oh, he's I was gonna... amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. That's what I was going to quickly say, though. I actually, the one thing I loved that they did is they were able to address the eyes, right? Using the, the, uh, to, as a focus to allow the eyes to be wide or smaller and stuff like that. Like, I thought that was really cool that what they designed. Yeah, is, is this the is this the first movie to use that of the Spider Man movies? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Right? Because they, um, they're just solid, solid pieces with the with the white like they didn't move yeah yeah, yeah. The so, eyes. yeah so the the addition of that makes this a lot yeah. more spider-man um did deadpool yes. come out before this or because deadpool's oh, eyes yep. have got like a similar um expression yeah. going on but yep. in the comic books when you see spider-man you will usually see his eyes doing all kinds of funky things to convey that uh what's going on confused angry whatever that type of stuff so um yeah go shouts out best costume change yep yep <laughs> I think, uh, well yeah he got to wear a bunch of costumes in this movie he got to wear the iron spider and then go back to a, like a classic and then he got the brand new one and he got the night the night monkey or whatever you call it <laughs> yeah, uh, right so shout yeah. outs to that to those scenes uh lewis says he likes spider-man 2 and homecoming so those i guess that's a tie for his uh his go-to <laughs> you know what the thing about homecoming was it, it made it feel kind of like if you were a fan of the john hughes movies from the 80s it had that tone i mean obviously we mentioned the ferris bueller because that is a john hughes movie but mm-hmm. it, it did have that that high school 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, when when he right? asked, uh, so. I, for, I forgot what her name is. When he finally asked her to the prom. Yeah, I can't um, remember. It was a, it was a, it was a really cool moment where he's like, "Oh yeah, yeah have, you, have you gotten it?" And she's like, "Oh, I've been so busy." Yeah, this straight he's, scene out of a carrying the one cup. key with a great yeah. big giant square. Yeah, he's got a hall pass. Yeah, he's got a hall pass, and yeah. he's like, you know, he's shorter than yeah. her, and all. That. It's very like high high school uh, memories thing. So it was a really yeah. good moment. Um, I can't remember what that girl's name was, but uh, or which character she played. I wonder if she'll come back again. Um, but yeah, 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 a lot, a lot of great moments in both movies. So yeah, I, I think they're definitely both worth a watch. Uh, definitely going to be rewatching them. Now, um, do you any, think any... though that people need to rewatch these? If they haven't rewatched them, should they be rewatching them getting into No Way Home? Or do you think oh. uh, you could probably just jump into No Way Home without this? Like, I mean, if you if it's been a long time, because the assumption is you've seen these two movies. I can't imagine anybody's going to No Way Home and, and that's their first Spider-Man movie I, they've I, ever I seen. I think right? if you're so... pressed for time, the basically like exactly what you said, that cliffhanger of spider-man's identity being revealed is 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 still stuck in your mind anyways so yeah. i think you're going to be able to jump directly into this new one and all these cameos if you know who they are it's going to be great if not um i kind of have a little faith that they're going to be able to uh make it entertaining um if not it, it is going to be a disaster if they all show up and you're like hey people who haven't seen these other movies aren't going to give a crap about all these guys sure. that show up um, but they look different enough. Like they released those three new posters. Uh, yeah, posted them up on one of our Facebook feeds or whatever. Um, all the characters look pretty dangerous. Um, and then if these Spider-Mans come back, you know, it still hasn't been officially confirmed. A lot of people dropping their names on the IMDb and on movie ticket uh, sale listings yep. and stuff like that. But who who knows? We could supposedly we could be getting tricked. Supposedly, there's a new trailer coming out on the 15th of December. Why they would do that a week before release is beyond, or two days before release, rather, beyond. I stand by my stance that they didn't need to show us anything, and this would have sold like crazy, regardless. Now, the question then becomes, John, is Tom Holland your favorite Peter Parker slash Spider Man, or do you prefer Andrew Garfield, or do you prefer Tobey Maguire, or do you prefer the 1970s Nicholas Hammond? Who, <laughs> who is your, is this, is, who is, like, is this the, the best on-screen representation of Spider-Man, Peter Parker? I, th I think, even though he doesn't necessarily do the Spider-Man 100% true to the comics, and like we mentioned, the whole MCU tie-ins, Tony Stark, yada, yada, yada. Yep. Yep. I think this guy, Tom Holland, plays the best version of Spider-Man we've seen. The, the voice he's got... Um, the look is 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 kind of uh, physicality. I have seen yep. him doing like real life backflips and yep. all kinds of gymnastic stuff. So he's got he's doing some of the stuff. We don't uh, the well we may never know exactly which parts are his and which parts are CG and stuff like that. But um, I think he's one of the best representations. And he's just if you ever watch him in interviews and stuff, he just seems like a genuinely uh, nice uh, kid. I keep calling him a kid because he just looks like a kid. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think for me, yeah, I think even though Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is a little more true to the comic book one, I, I think this one, um, if he was given that comic book material, he could have pulled that off as well. Yeah. Yep. No, I agree. I, I really like Tom Holland in this. I think I feel like he takes almost the best parts of Maguire and Garfield and and, and kind of adds his own little flair to it. So I think I, you know, for me is if he's probably my favorite. But that being said, this reliance on Stark technology 
Spider-Man shouldn't be pressing a button in his in his his mask. I, I think they've set it up. Be, I think they've done off, right? I think so. they've done all the groundwork that sets him up as the next Iron Man kind of. So I, I think I think that's where he fits in in this particular MCU. Um, and rightly so, you know, Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downey Jr. was the center of this universe. Um, well, we know we're getting if three they more want Spider Man, right? yeah, if they want Spider Man to take that spot, he yep. comes from Tony Stark's uh, shadow, uh, unfortunately, uh, in this version. So, and and I think they did position him well yeah. that it that it works. Like that scene, putting together the army, hundred percent. Rob, who is your favorite villain of all these uh, Spider Man movies? In of case all you, of uh, them. Yeah, let's, let's just throw let's throw all of them on the table. Uh, everybody oh, in the chat, uh, let Keaton. us know who was who is your all time favorite. So Michael Keaton Michael defeats Keaton. William Defoe's yeah. uh, Green Goblin. Yeah, you want to know again because Willem Defoe. Listen, I loved as a villain Michael Keaton. Willem Defoe's portrayal was so over the top. Like he was so like like outside the realm of of uh, don't forget the reality. lizard is available the lizard is available yeah no i don't <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about um i love willem defoe's like he was crazy but he was way over the top but michael keaton was just so mad like he was a true like that's what i said that door opens and you are shocked mm-hmm. you wouldn't get that with willem defoe you wouldn't have that like and, and that intensity of that car scene uh the, the conversation so hands down yeah, uh, even, even towards the end where he's like making that last district effort to get the tech because he yep. needs it. He he needs yep. it to keep all the stuff he's got in the air uh, up, right? He, all these things he's juggling, he needs that. So his desperation and, and him wanting to do it, I, I think he gets the most exploration into his motivation. Like Jake Gyllenhaal, I think is a yep. great villain, but yep. um, you, cu- you kind of see where he's coming from, but I feel like you don't, it doesn't um, hit as hard as uh keaton's set up as you know this business guy who's just trying to put food on the table for his family um, okay so, so who's I'm, the worst wait who would you go with sorry who's your enter i'm inclined to agree with you i think michael yeah. keaton just kills yeah. it as a vulture although I, I really look forward to william defoe so do i uh, uh i don't know if you would call it hamming it up or just going crazy in whatever this i think he is probably going to steal the show in the new movie. If we were going to yep. put hedge bets on who's really going to like shine in the new movie, I feel like it's going to be him. But yeah, uh, Mister, not Mister, um, Vulture for sure. I think would be my top villain. Um, the worst, I don't know. I, th- I think it's got to be that lizard from Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man Two. Like, I can't even give it to like Jamie. Fo- like Jamie Fox as Electro is pretty. Well, wait. Um, what about ridiculous. what about Venom? What about Topher Grace's Venom? Venom? Oh shit! And I forgot Sandman. about Topher Grace and Sandman. Okay, he, he got done dirty. No pun intended. Okay, Sa- Sandman. At least he had somewhat of a justification. Um, <laughs> yeah. Weird looking green striped shirts aside. God, um, please, please. I don't ask for much, but please, please kill Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think. Yeah, you're right. I think Topher Grace as Venom. And as well as combined with the disappointment of that version of Venom, uh, I feel like he does take the cake. I think you're right. Anyone in the comments, let us know. Uh, some people are saying Rhino. Uh, but we didn't really, really get didn't to like... see him as Rhino, though. He was only in Rhino for maybe uh, 90 seconds at the end. And then at the beginning, he was driving a truck. Like, you don't yeah. really get to see him as a proper villain. Um, that's yeah. why I, I didn't choose him. Although uh, yeah, the right. costume uh, that say that that the outfit of the rhino was atrocious. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah, think yeah. like the worst villain has got 
has got to be Topher Grace. Uh, yeah, and, it, and it's not necessarily it's it's the way they wrote him in. He was definitely feels like shoehorned in. Like it's just the stuff he did was like really ridiculous. Right. Uh, I think Lewis Law, Lewis uh, shouts out Molina as Doc Ock as best villain. Yeah. I don't think he would uh, argue that that is the worst. Um, but he says Ke- Keaton uh, as Vulture is his top. Yeah, I think he's right. It does come down to uh, but Electro is really bad too, dude. Electro, yeah, yeah. like the Jamie Foxx version of Electro, is really bad. Uh, yeah. So I'm looking to see how they reincorporate him in this. I, I hope they give him like Jamie Foxx, I think is very talented. So I sure. feel like yep. they can, that if they give him something better to work with uh, <laughs> vultures, number one lizard comes in second. So Frazier was a fan of lizard. He was saying uh, last episode. So yeah, I, yeah. I you know, I, I got to respect that. Um, yeah. Lewis agrees. Horrible venom. Uh, Gordon agrees. Topher sucks. Uh, <laughs> yep. Should, should have tapped him to play Why the Last Man back then. Um, and then maybe we would have had a, a longer showing of that show. <laughs> well, I want to thank everybody for joining uh, John and I as we've been uh, the last three weeks been diving into the wonderful web of the Spider-Men uh, in their different interpretations uh, on the silver screen. I hope you guys have had as much fun as we have had revisiting this. John. We got two shows left until the big day uh, arrives. Um, we know what we're doing for the show on the 20th, bit of a festive themed show that day. But next week on the 13th, John, we are still kind of without an idea. Although I did throw out Fat Man starting. <laughs> no, not going to happen. Sorry, Rob. I entertained your nonsense. Well, we went through a couple other movies, but I'm not entertaining it for the Fat Man. I- so. I, I, I uh, Rob mentioned mark. to me that there was a new Mariah Carey special on Apple TV. I'm definitely putting that <laughs> on the table. Um, I don't know if but I'm, I'm use gone. It. Yes, when I'm gone. <laughs> when I'm on vacation, you are more than welcome to use it then. Um, so definitely tune into our social medias. Uh, we will announce what uh, to what we'll be doing next week. But definitely on the 20th, we'll be talking about our. If John, are we still? Is it, we're good to announce what we're doing on the 20th? Uh, 20th. What's the 20th? Oh, 20th is right. Yeah, yeah, 20th. So we're we're going to be talking about, we're just chatting with everybody. We're not going to have a plan thing. We're just going to say, hey, we want to talk with you guys. You know, it's Christmas. It's the holidays. You know, what are your favorite movies? What are your, you know, let's talk about all the movies. You guys throw up movies and I'm sure John and I have seen them. If not, for sure I've seen them. I know John doesn't watch anything. Um, (laughs) And we can talk about your favorite scenes of things and random stuff. And, you know, what doesn't make a difference what movie it is uh, or what TV show. Maybe we'll talk about the holiday armadillo. And Maybe Superman and Santa Claus together. <laughs> That's right. So, you know, we're just going to have a lot of fun as we, we kind of wind down this year and talk about the holidays and, and, and you know, the, the, the traditions that, you know, that we look forward to in the movies that we throw on every year, the same, you know, handful of movies. So, Definitely, that's going to be on the 20th for next week, the 13th. We, we're still without an idea. Um, although John and I have been cooking up a couple of things, so we'll definitely let you know. So keep in, keep your eyes peeled to our social media channels, uh, and we'll announce it in the next day or so. Um, but aside from that, John, anything else, bud? No, nothing. Thank you. Thank Good. you, Mr. Rob, for putting Thanks, in pal. all the work. Uh, I was along for the ride. Um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the chat. Uh, very good to see everybody in there. Yeah, it's always really fun. appreciate it. Um, yeah, that's that's uh yeah to to another uh, great Spider-Man uh, and we're gonna go see the movie. When is it? Next week? It's this next week? week. Next Friday. I don't know what I don't know what week it is. <laughs> yeah, um, no, it's we, not this week. It's next week. Yeah, next uh, next Friday, John. Uh, you're going, I think, on the Sunday. You said. I think or so. Yeah, I'm going yeah. a day. One of the yeah. days I managed to score some tickets. We'll see. 
Yeah. Um, hopefully, cross our fingers, no snowstorms uh, preventing us from making it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So uh, aside from that, everybody, be safe. Uh, we hope you enjoy your week. Um, it's the countdown's on. You got a couple more weeks until the holidays. So get out there, do your shopping. Uh, hit up Heroes World at uh, Warden and Highway 7 for all your awesome, cool, uh, geeky needs, whether it's board games, comics, figurines, statues, uh, model kits. Or if you just want to hear uh, John and Andre, maybe they'll sing a song uh, for you. Uh, John definitely will hit a Mariah Carey note for you. If you story, <laughs> I don't know so. about that. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> thanks, everybody. We really appreciate it. And uh, enjoy your evening. Thank you. Thank you. Are you hitting end? Am I hitting end? What's you can hit on? the end. Who's hitting end? Oh, By the way, I, end? I heard you fart on camera. That was really about Oh, awkward. really? I farted? I oh, heard that. I just killed a fly that just like. Yeah, because your fart. Your fart was horrible. Farts. The yeah. part was so atrocious. The, the flat like, <laughs> 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 <laughs>